This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, May 12th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Aggies appeal to Congress on taxes. Forget cool, Canada says. Biden pushes hazard pay for essential workers. Farm groups leave tax rules alone. Farm groups are stepping up to pressure on Congress to reject President Joe Biden's proposals for increasing taxes on capital gains. More than 40 organizations have signed a letter to congressional leaders saying the proposals threaten the transition to a new generation of farmers. The letter contends that eliminating stepped-up basis on inherited assets could lead to unintended consequences, including limiting the availability of land for new farmers. Biden has called for taxing appreciated gains at death, and he also wants to raise the top capital gains rate and sharply limit the use of like-kind exchanges to defer taxes on land. Now, keep in mind the tax proposals are more than revenue raisers. Biden says they need to reduce economic inequality, which will be the focus of a House Ways and Means hearing today. Now, for more on the issue of like-kind exchanges, you can read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also have the latest on ASF and China and a look at what Biden's civilian climate corps might mean for ag. Lawmakers probe ag needs on climate. A pair of hearings on Capitol Hill should shine some light on how well federal research and conservation programs are helping farmers meet the demands of climate change. House Agriculture Subcommittee is holding a hearing focused on conservation programs, while the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee will be questioning senior USDA officials about the department's research programs. The House Ag hearing comes as many lawmakers are trying to use an upcoming climate and infrastructure package to sustainably increase funding for conservation programs. The witnesses at today's hearing include Jamie Johansson, president of California Farm Bureau. At the appropriations hearing, Representative Shelley Pingree, the main Democrat, will be among the subcommittee members seeking to find out what the department will do to expand the use of climate smart practices. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Canada rejects idea of U.S. resurrecting cool. Kristen Hellman, Canada's ambassador to the U.S., said the country would firmly oppose any new proposals from the U.S. to resurrect mandatory country of origin labeling, cool for short, for beef and pork. We went through this in 2013, 14, and 15, and we are very firmly of the view that mandatory country of origin labeling is inappropriate, Hellman said during a Washington Ag Roundtable webinar yesterday. That's an issue that has been fully litigated, and I wouldn't want to see us go back to that. 
Canada and Mexico challenged the U.S. labeling law and won at the World Trade Organization. The U.S. appealed and lost before repealing it under a threat of $1.4 billion in retaliatory tariffs on a wide list of U.S. products, such as wine, potatoes, apples, cherries, orange juice, and cheese. China corn buying spree continues. Yesterday marked the third straight business day. USDA has announced sizable Chinese purchases of U.S. corn for delivery in the 21-22 marketing year, adding new weight to the view from the U.S. industry officials that China's demand remains strong. USDA on Tuesday reported an export sale of 680,000 metric tons of new crop U.S. corn to China. That follows daily announcements for sales of 1.02 million tons on Monday, 1.36 million tons on Friday. The demand is there in China, and they want to ensure they have the supply. Leslie McNett, Director of Public Policy and Trade for the National Corn Growers Association, told AgriPulse after the Monday sale. The signals out of Brazil suggest that supply is going to tighten, so that could continue to impact price. Biden pushes states on hazard pay. The Biden administration is urging states to use some of the $350 billion and the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan to provide hazard pay for essential workers, including those in food production. Workers at farms, food production facilities, grocery stores, and restaurants are eligible for higher pay under the legislation, according to a rule being issued by the Treasury Department. The department notes many essential workers are people of color or low-wage workers. The United Food and Commercial Workers International Union lauded the administration for stressing that hazard pay, quote, should be, one, prioritized for essential workers, two, the premium pay can and should be retroactive, three, the premium pay is intended for a broad range of essential workers, including grocery, meatpacking, and healthcare workers, and four, can be employer provided. Citing pipeline, ethanol industry urges EPA action. The ethanol industry says EPA could help alleviate gasoline shortages on the East Coast by easing requirements that limit the use of E15, the colonial pipeline that transports gasoline from Texas to the Northeast, was shut down Friday after a cyber attack. Jeff Cooper, president and CEO of the Renewable Fuels Association, said in a letter to EPA Administrator Michael Regan that 180,000 barrels per day of idling ethanol could help fill the gap in gasoline supplies. By the way, Energy Secretary Jennifer Grandholm said yesterday the pipeline should be, quote, substantially operational by the end of the week. New crop estimates released today. The monthly World Agriculture Supply and Demand Estimates due out today from USDA should provide a better picture of new crop production expectations for this growing season. Allendale's Mike Lung tells AgriPulse traders are still convinced that farmers will plant more corn this year than the 91.1 million acres USDA estimated in the March Prospective Plantings Report. Traders estimated that number would be closer to 92.3 million acres. University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin says he's watching to see the WASDE estimate for Brazilian corn production and whether it falls below 100 million metric tons. Here's today's He Said It. 
We face a complex challenge, how to sustainably feed a growing population while slowing and ultimately reversing greenhouse gas emissions and environmental degradation and building back better. To be effective, our approaches need to be innovative, as innovative as our farmers and as dynamic as the shifting context in which they operate. Those are the words of Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack addressing a global food security forum sponsored by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, May 12th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.